<coughs> excuse me. Good morning. This is Pastor Bill at Solid Rock Bible Church here in Reno, Texas. Uh, I got a little message I'd like to bring to you today. Um, I entitled it, Look What God Has Done. You know, many times we forget about all the good stuff that God has done for us and we fail to even thank God. And uh, what I would like to do this morning, I want to start out here with just a little bit of a story that's very short, but it's about a woman who kept a journal of answered of her answered prayers and the prayers that they had prayed. And one morning, her husband came down to breakfast, sat down at the table, and she looked over at him and said, Do you remember what we were going through one year ago today? And then she told him about it, and he realized he had forgotten. He had forgotten about a major situation that they were going through, and they prayed to God. And she said, And we prayed, and look what the Lord has done. The Lord answered their prayer, brought them through the situation that they was in. You know, and I think that's really a good thing right there. Whenever you're going through something, and if you're a Christian, you trust in the Lord, you pray, write down your prayer request, write down what you're asking God, and then write down again when He answers that prayer. Give the date you prayed it, give the date He answered it, and then the moment He answers it, be thankful. Thank God for it. Matter of fact, it wouldn't hurt you to thank God even before uh, you see the answer. Because if you can thank God before you see His answer, you're just showing God that you've got faith that He's going to answer you. And that's what it takes. It says, without faith that we cannot please God, that we must believe He is who He is, and that we must seek Him, that we must diligently seek Him. For he is a rewarder of all of those who diligently seek him. But uh, So it's really a good thing to remember what God has done in our lives. And just as this woman was reminding her husband about the stuff they was going through and how they wondered if how they was going to get through it if God didn't answer, well, God answered. And she had, she had documented this, and she had it right there. You know, that's a real witness and a real testimony when you can do that. I've encouraged people in the church here that when God does something in your life, tell somebody about it. Tell us about what God has done. And that just encourages others. Maybe some people are going through the same things you are. And they say, hey, if God will answer their prayers, he'll answer my prayers. And that's true. For, for God is not a respecter of persons. What God does for one, he'll do for another. So, but anyway, we need to, to look back and remember God's goodness, to remember God's love. And I'd like to, to, to bring up something here. In the book of Exodus, in chapter 17, the Israelites were out in the desert. Okay, they had just eaten, they had their meat, which was the quail, they had their manna, which was a bread, and now... They said they were thirsty. They wanted something to drink because all the water out there right now was not fit to drink. And so they began complaining to Moses. And, and just kind of, after all that they got it already done for them, look at what they're saying here in Exodus chapter 17, verse 3. 
And the people thirsted there for water, and the people murmured against Moses and said, Why is it that you have brought us out of Egypt to kill us and our children and our cattle with thirst? You know, they were not looking back and remembering on all the good things that God had already done for them. Just think about it. He, he took them from slavery out of Egypt. He, he didn't allow the plagues of Egypt to, to come upon them. He parted the Red Sea so they could cross it. He destroyed the Egyptian army, which was chasing them and after them. They was either going to take them back into slavery, or they were going to kill them. And God led them safely through the wilderness. Listen to how he did this. It said, a fire by night and a cloud by day. Now we know out in the desert, at night it gets very cold. Well, that fire kept them warm, plus it gave them light and guided them. A cloud by day, and we know how hot the desert can get in the daytime. That sun provided shade and a coolness for them, but yet they could follow that cloud and stay in that shade because God was guiding them to where he wanted to take them. And all they had to do was walk and follow the fire and the cloud. And something else, and, and many times we don't think about it, but it said that their shoes or their clothes did not wear out. Can you believe that? All that 40 years, they wore the same pair of shoes, they wore the same clothes, the, the clothes didn't wear out, the shoes didn't wear out. God has supplied their needs. And yet, what happened? They complained. You know, and I think that sounds a whole lot like us. If things don't happen immediately when we want it to, we start complaining. And sometimes God has a plan and a program of what he's going to do, when he's going to do it, and how he's going to do it. And here we are trying to rush God instead of trusting God to do what we have asked him to do, and him knowing what we need that we have asked him. We have served God, and we just need to know that God loves us, and he is going to answer us. And so let's quit that complaining and just put our faith in God, you know, and when God does something, we just need to thank him about it. Earlier, you know, in the Bible, we, we read about where Jesus healed ten lepers. He healed ten lepers. Or he told them, say, go to the priest and show yourself. And, said, and they were healed as they went. They were healed as they was going to the priest. As they were going, one of the lepers noticed he was being healed. What did he do? He stopped. He turned around and he went back to Jesus. Fell on his knees praising and thanking Jesus for his healing. He was so grateful and so thankful. And Jesus asked himself, were there not ten? Where are the other nine? Where are the other nine? See, Jesus knew that they didn't come back. He knew that they were healed. But they didn't thank him. This one, they said, and he was a foreigner. He wasn't even an Israelite. He was a foreigner. But yet he turned and came back and thanked God. How many of us thank God when he does something for us? When he meets a need we've got? How many of us thank him? We're, we're grateful. Don't get me wrong there. We're grateful. But we forget to thank him. We forget to say, Lord, thank you for healing me. Thank you for meeting that need. Lord, 
You came just in time, you know, and that's kind of like what they say. The Lord is never early, He's never late, but He's always right on time. He is always right on time. And that's just the way God is. You know, sometimes we don't realize it, but sometimes even you can be an answer to somebody's prayer that God has sent you to them. And sometimes we don't want to go, oh, I'm tired, I don't feel like going, but yet God is using you to answer somebody's prayer. Just like God used somebody else to answer your prayer. When you have that opportunity, pray with somebody. Talk to them. If God, if you feel in your heart God is sending you to a person for some reason, go. Go. And then you can turn around and say, Oh, man, look what the Lord has done. I'll tell you what, that is one of the greatest feelings in the world is when you can be there for somebody and know that the Lord sent you there and He used you to help them in their time of need. You know, and God, He is so faithful. He is so faithful. Uh, just think about things that He has done for us. Now, if we have accepted Jesus Christ and put our faith in Him, think about what God has done for you. First of all, he saved you from a burning hell. He brought you out of spiritual darkness into his light. He forgave your sins and he filled you with the Holy Spirit. God has provided for your needs. He's guided you. He's protected you. And chances are there's some of you out there, I know for a fact, he has even healed you. Did you thank him? Did you thank him? Did you recognize? Did you tell somebody? Let me tell you what the Lord has done for me. This is what we need to do. When the Lord does something for you, give him a testimony. Tell others. They could be going through the very same thing you are. And, they, and that just encourages them. That encourages them. Hey, if the Lord healed them, he'll heal me. And that's what the Bible says, for God is not a respecter of persons. What he does for one, he will do for another. So let's encourage others too. Just remind them, hey, let me tell you what God has done for me. Let me tell you how he healed me. Let me tell you about the blessings he bestowed upon me. You know, and there's a Psalms that I like. It's Psalms 103. I'm just going to read verses 2 through 5. And this says a volume right here in itself. Here in verse 2 it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. Let's don't forget his benefits. Okay, what are some of his benefits? Look at verse 3. Who forgives all your iniquities, which is your wickedness, your sins, and who heals all of your diseases. You know, and then here in verse 4, it says, He redeems your life from destruction. What do you mean He redeems me from destruction? He forgave your sins. He accepted you as His child. And He saved you from that burning hell that you was destined to go to. Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. His loving kindness. His tender mercies. He is putting those upon you. He's blessing you who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. You know, a lot of times he says it satisfies our mouth. That's either the words that can come out of our mouth praising him or it's the food that goes into our mouth that gives us strength and renews us. 
so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. God knows what you need. And sometimes we just have to put it in his hands and say, Little Father, you know my needs, and I ask that you supply them according to your riches in glory through Christ Jesus. And, uh, and there's just some things we need to remember that, you know, when things are not making sense to us or that things don't seem to be going just the way you think they should be, you're tempted just to say, well, I guess God has forgot about me. I guess God has abandoned me. No, God has not abandoned you. He was with you yesterday. He is with you today. And he will be there for you tomorrow. He hasn't abandoned you. Listen to what Hebrews 13, 8 says. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Christ Jesus our Lord changes not. You mean he don't change us? Well, does it say anywhere in the Bible that he does not change? Well, as a matter of fact, it does. Here in Malachi chapter 3, verse 6, this is God speaking. He says, For I am the Lord. I change not. Therefore, you sons of Jacob are not consumed. That's the only reason that Israel wasn't consumed. Jacob, you say, Jacob, what do you mean by Jacob? Jacob is just another name for Israel. He says, because of my love, my mercies, my love for you, you're not consumed. I've protected you. I've been with you. I've walked with you. You know, and the Bible says now there is no difference between the Jew and the Gentile. God sees the Gentile just as he sees the Jew when they accept Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. You know, he has loved us with an everlasting love. Jesus loves you with a love that will not quit. Maybe you're out there today. Maybe you need Jesus in your life. Maybe you're going through some things today. Can you put your faith in Christ? You've tried to put it in man. It hasn't worked, has it? You're still going through the same things you've been going through. Man cannot bless you like God can. Man will let you down. He will disappoint you. God will never let you down. He'll never disappoint you. If you today are thinking, hey, you know, I've been thinking about, I know I need Christ in my life. You know, today would be a real good day to do that. Just simply ask. That's all he's waiting for. Just, Lord Jesus, come into my life. Be my Lord and Savior. Forgive me of my sin. For I believe in my heart that you died on that cross for me. I believe that on the third day you arose from that grave. I believe right now you're sitting at the right hand of God in heaven. Lord, I believe this. And I need you in my life. I ask you to come into my life to be my Lord and Savior. And I know there's some of you out there. I've talked to people. They said... Well, I wanted to come to God, but I know that my life, the way I've lived, that God can never forgive me. No, God can forgive you. His mercy is greater than any sin that you've ever committed. His grace is far greater than your sins, and he will forgive you. Uh, we think about that uh, young man, that prodigal son. He left the father's house. He walked away from the father. To go out on his own. Oh, I'm, I, I, I'm going to get away from here. I want to be my own person. Well, we know the hard times and everything that he fell on. And then he got to thinking, 
why did I leave the Father's house? I think back on all I had, the food, the clothing, everything I needed I had in the Father's house. Now I have nothing. I know what I'll do. I'll go back to the Father. And then he started figuring out what he was going to say to the Father. He started back on his journey to go back to the Father. And he said that the Father kept looking for his son to come back home. They said one day he was standing out front on the front porch. He looked down the road, and what did he see? He saw his prodigal son coming home. They said that the father dropped everything he was doing and ran to that son, threw his arms around him, kissing on him, loving on him, and welcoming him back. That boy didn't even have a chance to tell the father all that he had planned to say. Father was so glad he was home. And simply that father, that boy, just all he had to say, Father, forgive me. It was done. Do you know that's what you've got to do? Just, Father, I've messed up. I've made a mistake. Please forgive me and receive me back. You're home. God has forgiven you. He's received you back. You're back home. The angels are celebrating. God is celebrating. There's going to be a fatted calf killed. And there's going to be a party. Because you came home. Can you come home today? Can you come to God today and just simply, Father, forgive me. I have sinned. Forgive that sin and receive me back. I want to come home. You know, the Father will look at you. He'll put his arms around you. He'll kiss you and say, Welcome home, son. Welcome home. That's all you got to do. If you're needing to come home today, please, don't let anything stop you. Come home. The Father is waiting. So I just want to thank you today for listening. I want to thank you for being here. I just, please, if you need Jesus in your life, do it today. Things are just going to get worse in this world. Be prepared. Have Jesus in your life to guide you, lead you, protect you, to supply your needs. And he will do it. So this is Pastor Bill uh, saying so long that I love you. God loves you. I'll see you next Wednesday. God bless you.